blow up a jet, it will take your allowance for the next 10,000 years to pay it back. Yeah? Too expensive. Then there's only one way. How? Run for your life! Moon Podcast Escalation! Hey everybody, my name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business, the podcast where we watch every single episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much. Uh, This is episode 13. We're going to be watching Girls Unite, The End of Jedi. And to help us out with that, we have a very special guest. Donna Dickens has returned. Donna, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Now, uh, in our last episode, you gave your, your history with Sailor Moon. Uh, but between episodes, you revealed a very controversial stance. Uh-oh. Which is that you are, you're not just pro-Ray, you're anti-Usagi. And yes, very, very anti-Serena, um, as I <laughs> as I know her. Um, I guess that is an interesting dynamic. You either re- you are either Ray or you are Serena. Those are your options. Um, and if you like one, the other is not so much. Ser- I relate to Ray in that she thinks Serena's a crybaby and whiny and flighty and doesn't take things that should be taken seriously, seriously. And I know she's 14 and it's rude to put adult responsibilities on her, but I just want to shake her. (laughs) I want to shake her until her little meatball buns fall off her head. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You and you and Darian. Yeah, we we want to shake her like that. That's that's (laughs) just the way he wants to shake her. He wants to shake her like a Polaroid picture. Yeah, me and yeah, me and Chris are big uh, Usagi fans, big Serena fans. Well, although she's definitely my favorite scout, although obviously, as Chris has said, all of them are his favorite scout. Uh, <laughs> Look, I like them all. I, li- I like them all except Ray. <laughs> no, I like I like Ray fine. Like I said, I, I I like the dynamic of Ray more than I like her character specifically. Um, and I, I will say, I get Serena gets better. Like the first season is particularly intolerable, just because she's still unformed as the leader of the Sailor Scouts. She does get significantly better but as i said earlier as soon as she gets better we get chibi moon to replace her and the whole cycle of hate starts over again well, chibi moon i mean is i am 100 with you on that yeah. she's the worst um let me the ask you a question you of sailor moon uh, do you have a younger sister me no i'm no. the baby okay i have four older brothers okay because yeah someone else who i would talk to who hates uh, usagi was saying that they reminded her of, of their younger sister and that was one of the reasons they found her so annoying so i thought well, maybe we've talked about this before where the show is at its heart in a lot of ways about Usagi growing up. Like, even though she kind of remains silly uh, through the whole thing, like she, you know, we talked about the significance of her crying to defeat the enemies in the first episode, something that goes away quickly thereafter. And I think we had this discussion on one of our first episodes where in the same way that I feel like, you know, you want to be Batman, but you are Peter Parker. Like you want to be Bruce Wayne, but you are Peter Parker. I feel like you want to be Ray because she's, she's got powers she's you know she's the beautiful one she's she seems like she's got her shit together but you are serena you are yusagi like you you are like you would start crying if you had to deal with this stuff (laughs) like 
if you found out you had to fight monsters every night, you would probably be a little upset about it. I don't I don't want to be Ray at all. Oh, I do. No, but I you can... want to but you want to be like, you know, the 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 person who's got their shit together. You want to be the person who even outside of being a, a a sailor senshi or a sailor scout, like has, you know, she's she's got power. She's a priestess. She has shit going on. She goes to the fancy school. That's true. Well, uh, and once Sailor Jupiter gets involved, she gives um, viewers another, I guess, person who's got their shit together to also, like, if Ray is too intense for you or too mean, like, Sailor Jupiter is a good alternative to be like, oh, well, she's got her shit together and she's sporty and, you know, she also will be, like, girly as she wants to be, but it's not who she is. This, that's what I really enjoy about this show is they give you multiple personalities. They don't make women or girls into a monolith where they're yeah. all the same. Yeah, which is great. I mean, also Jupiter's nice. Yeah, she, she is. She is another. Jupiter, nice Jupiter's not mean. Jupiter again. Jupiter's another. Uh, you know, another extrovert character instead of another introvert character. So she like is more interested in hanging out and doing stuff. Yeah. Let me. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Do we have any questions? Well, we, well, we. I, I could go back to some of the ones we didn't answer originally. We didn't get any new questions, but we should mention. Yeah, if you have any questions about Sailor Moon or things you would like us to talk about about Sailor Moon, mainly if you have questions about Sailor business. <laughs> I, don't right, know if right. I don't know if we're qualified to answer questions about Sailor Moon herself. I meant like theoretical questions about Sailor Moon. I don't mean uh, like 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 what ifs or what do you think about this or that. Not like informational ones because then we'll have to do homework. <laughs> Yeah, yeah like, like more homework than we're already doing reading novels. Yeah, well, yeah. Thankfully. Like, so that I can do a book report on our show. Uh, let's see. Let me go back down and find the original question that we had. Do, 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 do. What if Luna was a scorpion? Okay, after that. Okay, we, here we've we go. already seen that. We've already seen <laughs> the horrifying and... results of that. It's one. It's kind of great. It's, I found it sort of charming. Uh, so these are some more questions from Christy Lee Stewart. If there was a battle royale amongst the inner senshi, and it has to be a battle to the death, who okay, so we're not talking about a battle like a WWE battle royale. We're talking about like a uh, Hunger Games, yeah, Hunger ba- Games battle royale, battle royale, battle royale. Yeah, battle royale. <laughs> the, the, Same the, thing as Hunger Games, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, pretty it's, sure. It, so a bunch of teenage girls who have to kill each other. Okay, um, who would win? Depressing. Yeah, it is kind of sad, but I I think well, first of all, not Amy. No, because Amy would be out. She would be the first person out because she has bubble spray. Also, I mean, she's super smart, and I do think that's good. But I think they would, I think they would be able to destroy her pretty quickly. You you think Amy would be the first one out? Yeah. She's too you sweet. Think, she's really the, smart, but she's too trusting. You think the genius who can uh, create a fog on the battlefield that she can then disappear into would uh, <laughs> would be the first one out? No, I think I think Amy goes the final round. What? Okay, I mean, okay, I can imagine her not being the first one out because, unfortunately, I can also imagine Usagi being the first one out. No, I think Usagi's the first one out. <laughs> because as much as I, th- I, I believe in her winning fights, and in fact, She's most of the time she's the only Sailor Scout who defeats someone. Uh, Mars actually defeated someone recently, which was unusual. But most of the time she's the only one who can actually defeat someone. But because they are her friends, she would absolutely not believe they would be willing to turn on her, and she would she would say this is not going to happen, and someone would kill her. I think that's I just think- the problem that Amy would have is she's too nice. Yeah. No, I think minute one. <laughs> I think minute one, bubble spray, fade out, and then it's like the last half of Predator, where Amy's just like in the woods building death traps. 
See, but there are no woods once Ray sets everything on fire. That's true. I, I think well, it's a- Ray, Ray's second out. Like, look, what? I've already done this in my head. Ray's second one out. I disagree. Is, uh, I think she's she's mean enough and she's hateful enough and she's self-serving enough. Yeah. She would just set everything on fire. Yo, I, th- I, I think you're right. I think everybody else knows that. I think I think she gets uh, I think she gets a team attack uh, right at the start. Oh, wow. And I think I think Jupiter hmm. and, and Mercury go to the final round. It's I mean, Jupiter. It's the hunter and the hunted Jupiter and Mercury. I see. I'm with you on Ju- I, Jupiter. I think Jupiter is who'd win. Although I, I think we haven't said anything about Venus and I don't think you should discount her. She's got she can tie people up. She's got her chain. She has superhero experience. And she, she does. And, yeah, I think I, she would go the distance. Also, this is a very sad scenario. Why are they oh, fighting? It's a super sad scenario. It's a super sad scenario. But, it, you know, we've, what if. in a few episodes, we'll see, uh, what is the what is the name of the episode? I think Fractious Friends is the American title, uh, where you see the scouts sparring as a training exercise, and Yusagi does not do well. That's true. Yeah, yeah. She Well, she's not really a fighter in that respect. She she has a, you know, thing she throws. That's what she does. I think. I think Jupiter, like sheer physical toughness. Because what are they going to do to say? I, I feel like you could set uh, Makoto on fire and it would be like that scene in The Princess Bride where Andre the Giant's on fire. She would just be like, I have come for your souls. <laughs> and be throwing lightning out of her eyes. Yeah, light, that's the thing. That's the thing to me, really, is lightning attack. Like, she is both physically tough and she has a lightning attack. I, I feel like she's going to win. She shoots lightning and everyone else wears metal on their heads. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, she does as well. She has a little lightning rod on her head, in fact. Oh. Oh, yeah, but she's the one throwing it. She's the one throwing it. All right. That's a sad, that's a sad scenario. I it don't is. like that. It is, but Makoto wins. Do you agree with us, Donna? Do you think Makoto wins? I, I do. I, I think it would come down. If they didn't get Ray at the very beginning, I think it would come down between Mars and Jupiter. And then it would just be a matter of Jupiter is more agile and physically tough. Yeah. But at the same time, Ray is a martial artist. So oh, that's true. And she has real legitimate superpowers. So. So I don't know. That is, that is if tough. they can't if they can't get Ray at the very beginning, she's going to be a problem. <laughs> so Sailor Scouts, if you're listening, uh, when this happens, make sure you take out Ray first. Right. <laughs> Tell you, man. Bubble spray fade out. <laughs> But then what if, like, Ray uses her fire to, you know, blow away the mist? And quite honestly, what Venus doesn't have an elemental power, does she? She has, little... she, has the, she has the power of love. It's the fifth element. Yeah, she, yeah she's... Heart. Yeah. Spoiler like warning. In, like okay. planet. Yeah. She, has, she, sends, she shoots the little love crescents, right? Right. But I, I knew they were love crescents, but I couldn't remember if there was an... Like, if it was solar energy or if it was legitimately just, I have the power of love. Uh, she, I mean, they manifest as, as laser beams, which is... A pretty cool power. It is. It She's is. like has finger guns. <laughs> All right. Here's the next question. Uh, who cares which scout you like best? Which scout do you think would like you best? Ooh. Uh, ooh, that's 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 tough. That is tough. <laughs> Let's see. Which which 14 year old girl do I right. think would like me best? <laughs> I mean, I'm down tuxedo mask. I want. Let's, you should answer this one first, Donna, because that way it's less creepy. <laughs> oh, let's see. Which scout would like me best? I say Amy, just because uh, we could nerd out together. She likes computers. She likes to learn for fun. She's into sitting around and reading probably Wikipedia these days just for information. Like, for example, I was like, I wonder last week, I was like, I wonder what ancient Romans did that was similar to Halloween where they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on a holiday. And I went and just researched or what did people use before sugar to make food? We got 
sugar from India? Where did sugar come from? What did Europe use before sugar while I'm eating like candy at my desk? So I just went down a rabbit hole. So. <laughs> That's cool. I don't know. That sounds like it's a little too unfocused for Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think, uh, I think actually, I think Yusagi would like me best because she'd be like, you make comic books for a living. That's so cool. Uh, I think that's, uh, but you don't edit Sailor V. Well, no, that's her, that's her favorite. I don't edit her favorite comic, but I edit comics and I think that's cool enough. Do you think, do you think, uh, Usagi would be a Deadpool fan? <laughs> <laughs> Do yes. I think Usagi would like Deadpool? Sure, yeah. It's a real fun... fun. She likes comics that make her laugh, as we remember, because Can she we... cracks up laughing reading whatever that comic was. Um, so, yeah, I think so. I think she would like it. Uh, I am tempted to say that uh, Jupiter would probably like me best, because, I mean, obviously I would remind her of that boy that she was in love with. <laughs> of course. Uh, and also, I know for a fact that Jupiter likes pro wrestling. Oh, yeah? So I feel like we'd have a lot to talk about. But uh, my, uh, my girlfriend is a self-described Sailor Mars. Oh, uh, nice. and we know from the novel that if you go to uh, if you go to Ray's room, you'll see that she's into uh, fantasy novels and uh, genre shows. Yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, X Files. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, X Files, and fantasy novels. Oh well, shit! I re- I rescind my friendship to Amy then, and. <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like historically I tend to get, I actually tend to get along pretty well with uh with Ray's. But with, does your girlfriend your know Marses. that you're going to do this show this crapping all over Ray all the time? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, okay, well I have has uh has Ray heard the show? Your has girlfriend. your girlfriend heard the show? That's what I'm My saying. girlfriend has heard the show. I have uh <laughs> I, I get to hear about that. But that's true that's true. If Ray hears the show, there's no way she likes either of us. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but you saw you probably love us. Yeah, sure. You're right. She's awful to me. <laughs> I think I don't know. Oh gosh, now that makes me wonder if Luna would like. I don't know. I hope so. I probably I don't think don't. Luna would have time for either of us. Yeah, we we do keep our mind on Taylor business. We do, but uh, also spend a lot of time thinking about comic books. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Luna, Luna is not into it. So yeah, I would say like either either Jupiter or Mars. Probably if she's heard the show, Jupiter. If she hasn't, probably Mars would like me the best. And uh, go ahead. Nobody wants to be friends with Sailor Venus. <laughs> she's no, not- I look. I like Minako just fine. Yeah, she is. I think like I like Minako, but I do think she is the uh, until you read Codename Sailor V. I think she's the least interesting of the scouts. For sure, for sure. Yeah, she's the least fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she uh, she unfortunately starts out as a prototype for Usagi, and Usagi kind of takes over all of her more interesting qualities. Yeah. Uh, last question. I think uh, that I, I'll, I'll double check if there's any more. But last question is: Do either of you like any other shoujo manga or anime? Uh, Marmalade Boy, Kodasha. Uh, now, here's the thing: How do you define shoujo? What what makes it shoujo instead of the other thing is it shonen be- yeah is it because it's about a, a, a female character is it because it's about a young girl like what is it what makes it defined that way well let's see let's type it into dr wikipedia okay uh make, let's make, see make some uh, computer noises beep, beep, beep. <laughs> uh it says here that uh, uh you must uphold the law oh okay. uh protect the innocent of course of course uh, right that's what computers say in the world of sailor moon uh shoujo can often be translated with the english word girl so i I guess that it's just uh, girl comics. Girl comics, yeah. For <laughs> for lack of a okay, okay. Uh, like for example, like 
would I mean? So like Ranma is obviously not a girl. Uh, here, here we go. Here we go. I, I was just looking at the word shoujo. Uh, shoujo manga has its own Wikipedia page, oh, which says it is manga marketed to a female audience roughly between the ages of 10 and 18. OK, so uh, can be historical drama or science, you know, anything from historical drama to science fiction. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't know what what separates it from Shonen other than maybe I guess an inf- uh, an emphasis on the stereotypical girl comic stuff like romance or glamour and glitter fashion and fam. It's like, for example, I I mean, again, like I said, I, I, I read a bunch of Ranma at one point and like I feel like there's a difference between Ranma and like Dragon Ball. You know what I mean? Like that's obviously way more action yeah. um, or, or, or even more so. Uh, uh, what's the name of the one that she did before Ranma, which I read as well, which is I love. Um, Devin, what's the name of the manga before Ranma? <laughs> About the about the the, the boarding house. Oh, Maison Koku. I love Maison Koku, and that's just like a romance. Devin remembered what it's called. Hi, Devin. <laughs> they say hi. Um, yeah, Maison Koku is just about a guy who is taking care of a, or who lives in a boarding house that is being taken care of by a, a a girl that he has a crush on, and you know the tribulations of their romance. Although, again, I don't know if that's marketed towards girls or not. I, I, um, I yes, I mean, I uh, famously don't like anime. <laughs> Uh, on my podcast about Sailor Moon. No, I have said, like, what what would the world be like if there were two good animes instead of just Sailor Moon? Oh, wow. So, wow. That's harsh. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I've told the story of how I quit uh, manga. But a lot of the stuff that I actually do like, I guess, tends to be, I guess you would categorize it as shonen. Because uh, I like stuff like One Punch Man and Gunsmith Cats. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Gunsmith Cats was great. Which is, you know, which is great and also the creepiest, perviest thing in the world. It's, you know, I will not read it in public. <laughs> Uh, I wrote Sensible. about that. Uh, I, I really actually really liked Cardcaptor Sakura when it first came on uh, in America as Cardcaptors. Uh, I thought that was a really fun show. I really like Azumanga Dayo, which I don't like. Again, I'm not sure if that would uh, count. I know of one show- shoujo I, I, I watched, which was um, Karikano, uh, also known as His and Her Circumstances. Devin read the manga of it and loved it. And so we watched the TV show of it and I really liked it. Is Cutie Honey a shoujo manga? Because I don't I think it is. I can't imagine Cutie Honey is a shoujo. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure not. Cutie Honey's like Jim as an action movie, though. It's great. Yeah, but with boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough. If they're aiming that at 10 to 18-year-old girls, you got a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I, I don't know. I I guess I don't. I mean, like, I I pretty much just listed off all the anime and manga that I enjoy. Uh, Yotsuba, Azumanga Dayo, Cutie Honey, Guns with Cats. There you go. That's it. That's what I'm into. How about you, Donna? Um, I guess it depends, again, on what counts... I, at that age that is the target demographic, I was really into Gundam Wing, which I know is giant robots, but it's all teen boy angst and giant robots. So there was a lot of a romantic relationship stuff happening outside of giant roboting, which I don't know if that counts or not. Battle Angel Alita is one of my favorite mangas, but again, with the robots, so... <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know. I guess like the ones that are like super obvious are the ones that are like about girls in high school like studying for exams and falling in love. And yeah. there are a lot of those and I That's don't. just that's just your wife. George. That's, you just described your your wife. Well, yes, but she reads a, she's read a lot of those comics. And I I don't really read any of those except I mean except Sailor Moon, which is only sometimes about that. Yeah, but I, I like Sailor Moon enough for the entire genre. Yeah, it can yeah. make the whole thing justified. Okay. 
Well, also, 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 I like One Piece, but I know that that's a shonen manga. But that I mean, was the one that I left out of the list, the complete list of anime and manga that I oh, enjoy. I mean, like, yeah, I, I like other. There's some other manga that I like. I mean, all this, the the stuff. Uh, Monster is so good. Uh, 20th Century Boys is amazing. Oh, I really like Pluto. Uh, Pluto was a lot of fun. Pluto was really good. Um, I really liked Death Note. Death Note was pretty sweet. Uh, I read. I've read a bunch of Attack on Titan, but not all of it. Um, the story's interesting. The art is not the best. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, so the answer is no. Yeah, and I don't think we really. <laughs> the answer answer is, yeah. it's definitely no. We only like Sailor Moon. I, I, well, like I said, I liked Kari Kano, so that was fun. But only because my wife made me watch it. <laughs> I wouldn't have seen it otherwise. Let's talk about this episode. It's a big episode because, as it's spoiled in the title of the episode, it's Jedi's final episode. Correct? Yes, uh, it is the end of Jedi. And I think I was wrong. I don't think we actually do get the new opening in this one. I was sure that we did. Yeah, I don't. I, I really uh, don't remember seeing the new opening. Yeah, maybe, maybe I watched time. the uh, maybe. Hulu had skipped ahead to the next episode because I know we get it soon. It's probably when Nephrite shows up. More than likely. So uh, this episode kicks off with Jedi literally in three spotlights getting told <laughs> off by his boss, Queen Barrel. Being tried before the Science Council of Krypton. <laughs> Let me just say something really quick because I'm looking at these screen caps from the episode um, and I'm looking closely at a screen cap of Queen Beryl in a way that I never really have paid that much attention to before. I just kind of always think of her as having pointy ears, but looking at her closely, she seems to have rounded ears that have horns coming out of the end of them. Yes. That's she has, really she weird. She has shoulder horns. She has ear horns. <laughs> That's super she, weird, dude. She has horns <laughs> on traditionally unhorned parts. <laughs> Like, the ears don't have bones in them, and yet she somehow has a bone growing out of her ear. What do you know about Queen Barrel biology? That's you don't true. know. That's true. That's true. Like, like, do you think someone with regular human anatomy could swirl that energy that good? That's a good point. That's a good point. It's the fact that she has pointy antenna bone ears that uh, channels the energy through her so well. Anyway, and she wears a boomerang on her forehead. Continue. Well, look, every, like, so does Sailor Moon. It's just a boomerang that looks like a tiara. That's, that is actually true. Good point. I'm excited about this episode because it it has action movie set pieces coming up but yeah we open in the dark kingdom uh the, the has trial one chance. of jedi the trial that basically amounts to queen barrel saying hey you're terrible <laughs> You you are worthless at getting me energy. And he, do you see how much swirling I have to do on this crystal ball? And he just sits there and grimaces. Like actually, like for like half a second, he looks like yeah, yeah, okay, you're talking about me. And then she's like, and you suck at it. And he's like, Arr! and like grits his teeth and starts like quivering with anger. Well, did he think this was going to be a positive <laughs> performance review? <laughs> The so. Queen Barrel call him in and she's going to be like, all right, we're going to talk about your strengths and your weaknesses. <laughs> what we can do in the second quarter. He is not going to be there in the second quarter. She yeah, says oops. to him, listen, you've got, I need you to kill three Sailor Scouts for me. If you don't do it, you are going to be put into eternal sleep. And I let me just say, I was actually quite shocked because that was what they call it in the uh, American dub. And I assumed that that was a dub thing. And that in the actual Japanese uh, subtitled version, it would be, I will kill you. <laughs> you will die. But no. They say you will be given the sentence of eternal sleep. Really? I also yep. assumed it was a dub thing where they just didn't want to scare right. children by Queen Barrel being like, do it or I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> right. So that's pretty surprising. She puts it in quotes, though. Oh, is that what it is? It's in quotes, which I think is hilarious. She goes, I'll give you the uh, sentence of eternal sleep. Wink, wink. <laughs> Air quotes on that. That means I'm going to rip your head off. <laughs> 
this is another one of those scenes where we have uh, someone called before the the throne in the Dark Kingdom, and all the monsters are in the background oh, yeah. watching, which I think is really good. Like the, she she called everybody in for this. Do you think by the and I don't remember? Do you think by the end of the season that's going to dwindle? So like in the last couple episodes, there's just like two monsters left. <laughs> I don't think we see it towards the end of the season. I wish it did. <laughs> Uh, because that would be great. Like, uh, yeah, it's just me, Queen Barrel. <laughs> good job working that ball. Oh, where man. do baby monsters come from in the Negaverse? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, there's they have love, you know, as yeah. we learned last episode. So, you know, maybe the regular way. Uh, I, I do like our theory that uh, the reason it's all falling apart is because uh, Tetis is no longer here to cover his expense reports. Like, this is the first time Queen Barrel is like, you bought a what? <laughs> You bought a cruise ship. You bought advertising time. Oh, and she was so mad. You bought a pet store and a jewelry store. Oh my God, you're fired. I'm going to put you to eternal sleep. (laughs) Then, okay, so then after we get that uh, ultimatum, we cut to an adorable, adorable, adorable scene of Usagi stargazing, just gazing out her window at actual uh, constellations for a moment, and then she starts seeing the constellation of Motoki and the constellation of Tuxedo Mask, which are super funny. And then she has a little blushy moment where she goes, I'm in love with two boys. If only Motoki were really Tuxedo Mask. Oh, no kidding. And we get to see Motoki in a tuxedo mask outfit, which is pretty adorable. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Jordan. Who did you say was having this? Uh, it was in this sequence. Did I say Usagi or Serena? Oh, d- did you say it was Usagi? Because you didn't say that she was 14 years old. She no. was Capricorn. Her birthstone's a pearl. <laughs> she's a bit of a klutz and she's a little emotional. So I wasn't sure who you were talking about. <laughs> yes, that is. And you know what? Also, a strange cat is in this scene with her. <laughs> Strange cat that is over it. <laughs> that is true, too. Yes. Uh, Luna tells uh, Usagi she needs to calm her ass down because, quote, your crushes are like bubbles in the ocean. Wow. <laughs> you know what? Luna's got like everything in the sun hiding up her butt. Like, can you get Serena a vibrator so like maybe oh, she goodness. can focus? <laughs> goodness gracious. Uh, I would like to say that uh, Sailor Business does not endorse these comments. <laughs> Besides some of the some of the things she's produced, we're not we're not so sure about. Um, anyway, so then we get Jedi's desperate maneuver again. This is, as far as I can tell, one hundred percent blatant. The entire city of Tokyo sees this: a giant projection of Jedi in the sky, who says to Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon, uh, you know, I'm calling you out. Meet me at the airport at one in the morning. Um, and if you don't come, and then if you don't show up, and then he pukes fire <laughs> onto the city of Tokyo and the entire city erupts in flames and then he's like oh, I'm just fooling that was a trick but I will do it for real if you don't show up I have a question why Please. don't they just do that to start why is that not like their opening salvo <laughs> I'm just gonna burn we the need negaverse energy burn everything just <laughs> Well, yeah, you'd think that actually would be a pretty decent way to get rid of the Sailor Scouts. Although I guess, again, they need th- that won't give them life energy. That will give them fire energy. No, they, they need they need the energy of the living or I guess comatose is what we've seen before. But you'd think uh, they could just be like, look, I know the Sailor Scouts are in the entire city of Tokyo. Let's just take that as a loss. I will burn the city of Tokyo and we can get energy from the rest of Japan. This actually has two purposes in the, the novel. The novel actually explains this. Oh, uh, please. This is, by the way, I, I didn't say it at the beginning. Uh, this is covered in the fifth volume of the Sailor Moon novels, which is called Eternal Sleep. Oh. Uh, again, by uh, Leanne Centaur. And uh, she sets it up at the end of the previous novel, at the end of the, the cruise ship story, uh, because each novel contains 
three episodes. They not the adaptations of three episodes. They talk about Jedi uh, taking hostages, like he's tried to before with the the bus and such. Right, right, right. And so in the novel, they reason that there's two reasons that Jedi did this. One is that he doesn't know who the Sailor Scouts are. He doesn't know their secret identities, so he has to just broadcast it so everyone in Tokyo can see. The second is that by giving an exact time and place, he's trying to lure hostages so that there will be people there at the scene of the fight. Uh, so there's a big scene the next day at school where everybody's talking about how everybody wants to go. Everybody's uh, right, everybody's like, oh, let's totally go to the airport at one o'clock in the morning. Uh, and Melvin, uh, Melvin Greer, wants to uh, help the police fight the space aliens. What? Help the police fight the space aliens. Oh, man. Right, because he, he is more concerned that there are... Uh, the level of technology that would be required to project a hologram, a realistic hologram over the city indicates that they are aliens. And so he wants to help the police fight with the help of the sci-fi club. Wow. I mean, Melvin is clearly out of his depth, but alien invasion with holographic technology sounds more feasible than monsters from the Negaverse, which is not in any of our pop culture outside of Sailor Moon. Uh, I mean, they, I guess they are aliens, right? I mean... I don't know. I think... Are they alien? What are these things? <laughs> they're the Dark Kingdom. I mean, the, but the Dark <laughs> Kingdom... They're not... trash, is what they are. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the the Negaverse is not on Earth, right? So they're not from Earth, so that would make me aliens. Yeah, but I mean, also, that means... Like, are the Sinchi aliens? Yeah, I don't, absolutely. I don't yeah. really understand how any of this works. I, gu- and, well, I guess... Well, they're... I don't know, because they're human. And the Negaverse monsters aren't a single species. I've never seen another of Queen Beryl's people... Or or yeah. like who it's a mishmash of whatever is just hanging out. I when I watched the show when I was a teenager, I assumed the negaverse was basically under the crust of the earth. Interesting. Like it was in the mantle somewhere. Interesting. Because Grown it's Harvey. yeah, because it's in darkness. So they were like the mole people and they were gonna, you know, time machine their way out and eat the humans. <laughs> so uh, so as the, you said, in the Melvin anime, is. Melvin claims that the uh the Jedi and the Negaverse are aliens from outer space who have come to this planet to give humanity a warning about its corrupt ways. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He thinks they're here to help. And uh, Naruto tells him that he reads too much third-rate science fiction manga, which sick burn from Sailor Moon. Uh, this was also the scene where I noticed there's an abnormally high number of redheads in Japan in Sailor Moon. Oh, because of the because of the school scene. Let me see. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, before yeah, we get yeah. to the school scene, the the scouts actually have a meeting at the uh, Hikawa Shrine where uh, they're like, "Hey, what are we gonna do?" Wait, but and they're really? like, "That's before the school." Oh, you're right. They do. Yes. Uh, they're like, "Oh, oh they well, I guess we need to go to the airport and fuck up Jedi." For- this is this scene right here shows why I am pro Ray and anti Serena. Ray is like, we have done to save these people we're gonna go and do this and serena's like haha no (laughs) (laughs) i'd really rather not well (laughs) she says she says i'm scared i don't want to go because a dude just appeared in the sky and said he was going to burn everybody to death. That's right. scary. It That's- is scary, but, you know, your Sailor Moon, this is, he literally said, if you don't show up, I will burn everyone. If you do show up, I'll probably still burn everyone because I'm a bad guy, but still. And Ray is straight up ready to rumble with this dude who holographically projected fire because that's her bit only with real fire. Yeah, I wonder why Ray would not be, Ray who controls fire would not be afraid of being burned to death. (laughs) 
<laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why Usagi would be a little more afraid of that than Ray. Look, look I mean, but but Chris, we have to admit, yes, Ray is being a good hero here. Like, you know, people are in danger, and she's like, the right thing to do is save them. And Usagi's gonna do it, and we're that's why we can give her credit. But yeah, but yeah, it makes sense for her to be like, no, I don't want to. It's not as bad as the the hanging onto a bus thing that she was doing the other episode at the bus stop when she wouldn't get on the bus. Yeah. She's not crying this time. No, that's a step forward. <laughs> so she's growing as a person. I do really like that uh, that there's an amazing reaction. There's an amazing plot from, plots. Uh, yeah, plots. They plots. That's that's the name for when you fall out of a panel with oh, your feet in the air. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, from all three, uh, Amy, Ray, and Luna. And they're all doing it in different ways. Uh, Amy is dramatically fainting. Uh, Ray has fallen flat on her back and is kicking her shoe into the air. And uh, Luna is just shaking her tiny little cat feet. That is pretty funny looking. That is pretty it's funny. it's really great. I, I put it up on the, Twitter. It's yeah, yeah. fantastic. That's pretty great. So the next day at school, uh, Melvin thinks it's aliens who want to give humanity a warning about its corrupt ways. Uh, we learn a little, uh, a few more names. Oh, in the book. Of uh, Usagi's classmates, or of Serena's classmates, I should say. Let's hear them. Uh, well, Lisa Brownridge is back. Uh, Lisa Brownridge was the one who I believe was the uh, very, se- had the very severe haircut. Okay, okay. There's Rika Kelton. <laughs> okay. Uh, and there is uh, Kim Matthews. All right. Uh, and then uh, there's also, of course, Miss Patricia Haruna, the uh, teacher at uh, Crossroads Junior High. So this is like you guys were saying, all the kids are idiots. They, a giant thing goes up in the sky and goes, I'm going to burn the entire place alive. And yeah, and the kids go, let's go. Let's check it why out. Is, no, why no, he says, why, why are we not evacuating the city? <laughs> uh, well, because uh, according to uh, according to the novel, they explain that they think it's a hoax. Uh, which is what uh, I'm going to go ahead and guess that uh, that uh, Rika Kelton is the uh, shorter, sh- the shorter, short haired girl. Yeah, yeah. I- I've been trying not to say it. She's the chubbier girl yeah. from the uh, from the episode. It's not a value judgment. No, I'm sure she is, she is a, a wonderful person. She's friends with all the right people. She's also a redhead. Like, mm-hmm. She's so also a redhead. <laughs> much like Molly, much like Miss Haruna. Right? Uh, she says in the anime that it's got to be a prank. And in the novel, there is like, oh yeah, the police said it was a weird prank. And that's when Melvin's like, no, this can't be a prank. It's a giant hologram that appeared over the entire city. It's aliens. <laughs> Which is technically correct. Yeah, I think so. Then he goes off on his tangent about it being a a warning. But I I do think, like, I will say, like, if you, like, if you lived in the Marvel Universe, right, Jordan? Sure, sure. And, like, somebody was like, hey, we know exactly where the the Avengers are going to fight a bad guy. We know exactly where, you know, the superheroes are going to go on. Like, wouldn't you kind of want to go see a superhero fight live? No, here's the thing. I, I think only when you think about it like it's a comic book. When you think about it like... It's like, imagine you were a big fan of, you know, police officers and terrorists were like, police officer, come and fight us. We're going to shoot at you. You'd be like, I don't want to be there when that's happening. I'll hear about it on the news later, I think. And hoax or no hoax, humans don't work like that. If a giant hologram appears over your city and says, we're going to burn it to the ground, people would still flee for their lives. There would be no school the next day. Parents and children would be like, hey, let's go to ground 
grandmas for a couple of days just till this blows over. Sure. Keep in mind that vast sections of this town have uh, been, like, everyone in this town has been comatose at one point or another. <laughs> That's true. And had their energy zapped. Uh, Naru, I was talking about, um, uh, I think I was talking to Aiden, uh, my lady friend, about how much therapy Naru's gonna need. <laughs> because she, like, the first episode is about her mom being replaced with a monster. Yeah. And then she, you know, she watches Maxfield Stanton die in front of her in the next story arc. Uh, and then she gets like, she is the direct target of the Dark Kingdom like three times. And she like no sells it. She's like completely fine the next day. Like it's, it's like, no, Naru would have a lot of trust issues, especially since her best friend stops hanging out with her. <laughs> Like around the same time. Right? right. Yeah. Um, uh, Haruna enters. Oh, oh also, well, no, one more thing. Well, All these kids think that they're going to be able to get to the runway of an airport <laughs> at one o'clock in the morning. No trouble. Uh, well, this so, is welcome pretty... to 1992. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, you're, you're neglecting the part where uh, before Haruna comes over, Usagi is the voice of reason. Yes. Uh, whether it's... Usagi doesn't want her friends to get burned alive. Right, right. Well, uh, <laughs> now, whether it's her just projecting, going, Are you crazy? Like, I would be too scared to go. Why aren't you scared to go? Or it's because she's going, I have to go fight as Sailor Moon and I want you to see me. One of the two. But she does say, don't go. And yeah. then Haruna comes over and is like, is there something wrong with you? Are you ill? I've never heard you have a sensible idea before. Oh. Uh, I like that Haruna shows up to yell at everyone and her hair has little devil horns because she's so mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Usagi is so upset uh, that people have made fun of her. I mean, not made fun of her, but indirectly made fun of her by implying that she never has good ideas normally and that it's weird that she had a good idea. She goes, runs off to the arcade and tells her, her dreamboat friend Matoki about this, who also laughs at her face and says, uh, I agree with them. <laughs> It's funny that to think of you being sensible in any capacity. Uh, and she's like, what? And she's super offended. But he explains, no, I mean, like, I mean, like, you're fun and you're, you know, you. He tries to say, he tries to salvage it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know why he does around. that? You know why he does that? Because Motoki's nice. Yeah, he's nice. Oh, Because Motoki's nice. decent. So he fumbles with it. And eventually in the, I know in the, uh, in the American one, he ends up saying like, I like it when you act naturally. When, you know, I like that you just yeah. be yourself and you don't, yeah, you don't, you know, pretend to be something you're not. You're just you. And she did, she loves that. Yeah. Did she leave school in the middle of the day again? Or is this happening after school? <laughs> I'm assuming it's after I feel, school. I feel like she bailed in homeroom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past her, but I... Ah, we should probably assume she did the right thing for once in her life. Now, uh, I will say, over the course of this show, uh, we have been talking a lot about uh, Mamoru slash Darian. I have read uh, passages from the novels about uh, Darian being a complete dick uh, to Serena. Uh, would you like to hear the Motoki section, the Andrew section? For, comp for contrast? Just for contrast. Just to see, just to see what a nice person is like. Sure, yes, because I know this is uh, not going to go well. But all right, let's hear it. All right, Serena uh, bails out of school, goes to the arcade, and she's playing Sailor V. Uh, she gets a game over, and uh, this is what happens. Lost again, the arcade manager Andrew asks from behind. He smiled and patted Serena on the head. Whoa, That's okay. Whoa, stop right there. Okay. The arcade manager? How old is Andrew? Same age as uh, Mamoru. Yeah, they, they're... 30, 39. <laughs> Yeah, her and her and him and him and Darian are classmates. They're roommates. Are they roommates? But yeah. they have 
oh, I don't want to just just go, just go. <laughs> that's, uh, that's just her having a crush on her. He never really shows reciprocal no, interest. No, but it shows that Serena has no concept of like boundaries for like what is an appropriate crush age. That's true. So uh, he says she, she loses the game, and he says that's okay. You're improving at least. You hit level two today. Uh, wow. Hooray! Serena sighed and rubbed her eyes. I'm never gonna get close to Amy. She can kick my butt at this thing. Andrew shrugged and jumped his change on the counter. Well, he said as he started separating coins into piles. That's all right. Everybody's got their talents. You're much better at Amy at some stuff. Uh, like what? Serena muttered darkly. Andrew winked at her. You can run a lot faster, I bet. She doesn't get the training you get in running late for school every day. Uh, and then like she's she. He's obviously said so he says what's wrong and she uh explains what's wrong and uh the responsibilities are catching up for her and he says hey just because you're worried doesn't mean you have to be depressed do you think you have to be depressed just to prove you're being responsible uh and he, and then he goes on to say serena just because you're worried doesn't mean you have to get depressed again <laughs> Uh, think about it. If you're depressed, you won't be able to get anything done. Then you really won't be being responsible. There's strength in being positive. Besides, I'm not used to you being so low. I like you a lot better when you're cheerful. What a weird... No, that was weird. <laughs> that was not weird. He's being nice. He's no, helping no. her out with her problems. He's I, trying to cheer her up when she's I, down. I understand niceness. I understand that niceness is nice. But I'm saying that's a really weird like lecture to give. Just because you're responsible doesn't mean you have to get depressed. Very PSA. If you're um, depressed, you won't get any anything done all i'm saying is that if this scene if uh this scene had had darian instead he would have been like what's the matter bunhead they run out of food for you to shove in your fat fucking face <laughs> well we're about to see a kind of uh awkward um, well, darian scene in a moment but you could almost argue that andrew's being condescending yeah a little bit well yeah you know why because she's a child yeah because <laughs> she is there. a child Fair. and he is an adult so, uh, That's so uh, either way, I'm, I'm sure, uh, regardless of what exactly he says, whether he's saying be, be yourself or, or be more cheerful for me, because I like you better that way, she uh, leaves the arcade and prances around incredibly happily. She is I celebrating this. You need because to understand Andrew said that he liked her. Yeah, no, not because he was nice to her, but because her teenage brain interpreted his niceness as I am in love with you. Right, right. Yeah, he thinks she lo he likes me like likes me. He loves me when I'm myself. Um, that's not what he said in any capacity, but that is what she believes. And she is celebrating so hard that she kicks off her shoe by accident. And because this is what happens when you kick off your shoe, it hits Darian in the head. Second shoe that she has had ha this happen with. It hits the same guy that is always following her around. <laughs> Without knowing why. <laughs> it's not his fault. <laughs> But yes, and then this is a really upsetting scene, kind of, because uh, she goes, he he, make, he starts poking fun at her like he does, and she goes, I don't care what you have to say about me, because there's a guy I know, because there's a guy who really likes me for who I am, and so then he starts making fun of this uh, this guy. Oh, I bet he's an idiot if he likes you. <laughs> Which is not a very nice thing to say. And uh, also he, say slightly self-hating. Oh, sure. I'm sure he, he means it that way. Absolutely. Because he knows he has a crush on her. And he makes her start weeping in public. Because he, he says the meanest thing. He does. Like, look, say what you want about uh, Andrew having a discussion about how she doesn't need to be depressed just because she has responsibilities and how that might be a little weird uh, in terms of interacting with uh, Serena. 
But Memoru says, like attracts like, even a cracked pot has its cover. There's rubbish for every trash heap. Wow. What the hell, dude? Is that what he says in the Japanese one? In wow, the Japanese that's pretty bad. He says, there's rubbish for every trash heap. Oh he my calls God. a trash heap on the street. <laughs> and you guys are telling me he's not a fucking no, asshole? In the American version, he just calls Andrew a dork and yeah. she's burst into tears like with no provocation. Like the word dork is what sends her over the edge. Well, yeah, she says you could you you make fun of me all you want, but you don't make fun of him. Like he's I, I treasure him too much. Again, in it, it, it's I think it's a better scene in the Japanese version because I think they cut they cut it down a little bit in the American one. In the Japanese one, it's clear this man has made this girl cry. There are a ton of people staring at him, being like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? What did you say as, to this girl?" As well, they should be. <laughs> and he has to kind of like be like. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm gonna go, bye, <laughs> and just creep away. It's pretty intense. <laughs> yes, grown man just... has made a 14-year-old child cry on the ground in public, and he has her shoe. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, the shot of this is amazing, too, because there's a dude in the back with, like, a mustache and sweatpants. Like, this big dude who looks like he's about to beat Mamoru's ass. <laughs> But yeah, there's a couple shots of it. Like, there's a lot of people looking at this, watching this happen. I will give, I will give Memru a little bit of leeway in this scene because she did like this is the second time she has hit him in the head. Yeah, with with her shoe. shoe. So I will give him like he can be a little short tempered. But there's there's rubbish for every trash heap. You're a trash heap. You're a trash heap, and anyone who likes you is trash. That's I'm I'm gonna write that down because I think that's probably the name of the episode. Oh my god, (laughs) this guy. But he also just referred to himself as trash it's self-hatred because he has sexual feelings for a 14 year old girl that's true he is basically talking about himself so oh man rubbish for every trash it's so meta he hates himself so much so so after this kind of gut-wrenching scene we i do wish i do wish that uh this would have been a thing where uh he started calling her trash heap instead of bunhead oh god like just make it as clear as it can be (laughs) hey what's going on trash heap what's going on trash pile oh (laughs) fucking darian this fucking guy this fucking piece of garbage Oh, man. So that night, that night they've got police, uh, obviously, guarding the uh, the airport. They're, they're all making rounds on the airport. And um, Jedi is not interested in having them do that. So he puts them all to sleep with his magic. Again, this isn't about energy this time. So it doesn't, he doesn't really, it's not like he needs their energy. He just is like, I don't want them bothering with my plans. Um, but I mean, they're right there. Why not just take them to the Negaverse and like use them as batteries? Like, why are we not <laughs> matrixing these police officers? Just plug them into that and steal energy from them. Maybe he does. I mean, we don't know. Maybe he does, but because well, he does, because again, right now he, she gave him one directive. All she said yeah, was, that's true. you got to kill them. That's all there is to it. So the, the girls run up. Okay. Now this is a really weird scene. So the girls run up in their school clothes slash shrine outfit, which is a very strange thing because I'm like, they're going as Sailor Moon and Sailor Mercury and Sailor Mars. Why are they running up in their civilian clothes? It's also one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's one in the morning. They run up and then this is also a super weird scene because as as Devin pointed out when we watched it, they become totally freaked out by automatic doors. <laughs> well, the, this is actually explained in the, in the oh, novel. This is expanded okay. on quite a bit. Good. Because yeah, right now it's that they run up and they go, oh, I guess we missed the last train. And then the door opens on its own and they're like, oh, a door opened. And it's like nobody... <laughs> 
That's how trains work. And then they get on and they go, oh, my God, it closed. We're trapped. And it's like, are you used to trains going with the doors open? Like, what? I also, I also had a problem because they're like, this is a trap that Jedi set for us. Like, this is just now occurring to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what he said. Like, did you Literally, think he-, he appeared in the sky and said, come to my giant trap. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't a trap. Maybe it's a date. Uh, he is pretty in dreamy. the novel, they're, they're freaked out because they have... Uh, uh, they, they go to the train station because the only way they know how to get to the airport, which makes sense because they're children and they can't sure, drive. Sure. Uh, but the police have shut down all the trains. Like oh. they don't want the trains going to the airport because there's been a terrorist threat. Uh, <laughs> fair, fair. And so Serena shows up to the uh, the uh, train station and realizes she's alone in a train station that has been shut down at one o'clock in the morning. And uh, she says in the novel, Serena's heart started to thump in her chest. Don't forget what time it is, she exclaimed, clenching her fists. Psychos hang around at this hour. A totally gorgeous girl like me shouldn't be out alone with only a cat for an escort. Luna Luna cocked an eyebrow. You're afraid of psychos? You fight villains on a daily basis, Serena. But those villains are usually really corny. (laughs) Serena nervously looked around and I'm getting used to having the other scouts as backup. Serena, I think, the scuffling started again. Serena screamed. A murderer! She shouted. Oh, Luna, I'm gonna get murdered. Will you shut up? Someone said with a hiss from behind. A hand clamped down over Serena's mouth. Serena panicked and tried to scream. Uh, Luna whipped around, teeth bared. She froze, her eyes widened. Amy? Amy quickly pressed a finger to her lips. Shh, she ordered, waving her hand. We have to be quiet. Serena, calm down. It's us. But Serena didn't hear her. She was too busy flipping out. She bit the hand over her mouth and spun a Sailor V kick at her attacker. You stupid murderer! She yelled, don't mess with this superhero. Oh my God. And it turns out that Ray walked up behind her and clamped her hand over her mouth. Of course. Uh, and then the reason they get freaked out is because uh, the train station shut down and then the train shows up. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, uh, and and the, the, the little uh, uh, sign comes on and it says airport. It says Crossroads Airport in the novel. So they're freaked out that Jedi can control trains. Then they ride this train monorail thing for like fucking 10 minutes. There is, it's not 10 minutes, but there are, there is an excessive amount of animation of them just riding this monorail and nothing happening. And I guess they were trying to set a mood and we haven't talked about our feelings about this episode yet. I would say they successfully did set a mood because I think it was dumb and this episode is pretty dumb. (laughs) Oh my god, this episode. Like, <laughs> I, when we I get like to the this airplanes, episode. No, when we get to the airplanes, yeah. I was watching this with my husband. I straight up turned to him and said, I see that they studied at the Prometheus School of Runaway in a Straight Line instead of Dodging to the Side. Yeah, this like, this, this threat is so dumb and non-threatening. I well, let's really get like to this it. episode. I think this episode's a lot of fun. Let's get to it. So apparently at some point... It is a monorail, super silly cartoon, but I think it's a lot of fun. Do they transform on the train? or That's, that's the other thing. I was sitting there they literally are sitting on a train going we're riding up to fight a bad guy and they don't transform and i was like you just, maybe you should just transform <laughs> maybe you should become superheroes instead of just free girls no and plus it's already too late like they know nobody else is going to this place in the middle of the night they already know who you are now like you've yeah uh they they show up in their street clothes and in the novel jedi like straight up tells them like hey are you in your street clothes now you gotta kill me <laughs> I'm glad he's 
not familiar with the, the trappings of the genre. Which is weird, because if he doesn't know who they are looking at the Sailor Scouts, he's literally just looking at the Sailor Scouts in very similar clothes. Right, right. All right, well, let's do this, because here we go. Okay, well, no, no, before we get to the... No, 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 it's not the train. It's not the planes yet. Because first they show up, so they get to the airport, and guess what? All the guards are back. Well, I thought they went to sleep. What happened? Well, as the, as we find out, the, the guards all of a sudden start chasing the Sailor Scouts. They're, they're attacking them, and uh, thankfully... But because Amy uses her what? Amy uses her thing, her visor. Yeah, she uses her computer to analyze them, and she realizes that they are clay golems, according to the Japanese version. Which I was very much like, what? Like, where where did this ability come from? What? Like, even in his last desperate attempt, he's going over budget. Like, who needs clay <laughs> golems? What is the point of this? <laughs> and then the best part, then it's being... about production values, damn it. <laughs> So you then, to look like you care about your work. <laughs> so she goes, "Oh, they're clay golems," and Ray and Ray goes, "Oh, sweet, burn!" And she sets them all on fire and burns them to a crisp. And I so wanted it to be like, "Oh, that was a trick. They were people." <laughs> but no, that is. Did not. you did you really so want Ray to murder several oh, police yes. officers on the show? Oh yes, I wanted it to be. Oh, the illusion is worn off. You just killed those innocent men. Uh, that would that nice. would be a very sinister plot from Jedi. <laughs> Yep. If Jedi, had focused on, uh, if Jedi had focused on tricking the Sailor Senshi into murdering police officers <laughs> instead of just buying multiple businesses. It would have been it would have been good. But it's much better than his actual plan, because then having killed all the guards, they go out to the runway, and his stupid, stupid, awful plan is he enchants a bunch of planes to drive around on the runways after them. Okay. This is not great. This is terrible. <laughs> If you wow. have planes flying That's at people, the nicest way you could have possibly put that. Yes, if you if you have planes flying at people and crashing into them, oh shit, that's like a lot of damage and it's hard to avoid. A plane driving on the runway. Yes, I understand planes go very fast, but they the wheels are only like what three feet across or something. Like they're not that big. Even if they didn't run, they could have turned turned towards the plane and just gone. I'm just gonna not be where the wheel is and it's gonna be fine. Right? Uh, in the uh, Yusuke Amada episode, the Waltz for Kiko. Episode, Episode, yes. Uh, we talked about how occasionally this show acts like it has a budget. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a one point where the, the human form of the monster ducks behind a car and then reemerges, you know, quote, in costume. Right. And I feel like that was this. Like somebody wrote a plot and they're like, yeah, Jedi's going to be like lifting up airplanes and throwing jets at the Sailor Senshi and it's going to be awesome. Like, like Magneto style. Yeah. Uh, but, and then somebody was like, oh, we can't do that. <laughs> We're just going to have the planes roll at them. And then uh, what's even funnier is that the scouts talk about it because he sends the first plane after them and they go, well, we're just going to, I guess, blow up this plane or something like it'll stop. And Luna goes, you can't afford to blow up that plane. If you blow up that plane, you're going to have to spend your allowance on it for so long. Yeah, they mentioned that in the novel, too, right? where it's like Ray's, like, Ray's like, no problem. It's an airplane. Uh, I'm just going to blow it up with fire. Right. And they're like, no, those are expensive. <laughs> stop it. What? Not to mention, who's going to charge right. Sailor Mars for blowing up a plane? Where are they going to send the bill? Well, we'll never find out because they all I'll listen to Luna for once and they just run from a plane. Jedi making an impassioned speech for if my credit report is ruined, everyone's credit report will be ruined. <laughs> but they outsmart even that by not blowing up the planes. He was like, no, definitely blow these up. 
kids to the depths of hell, which is pretty uh, pretty threatening. <laughs> That's pretty good. So terrible, no, terrible plane. It should have blown up the plane, though, because they know what Jedi looks like. Could they have not just charged him and assumed it was him, and then his credit score would have been even worse? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like, well, look, they're like the look, airport sends a bill to the Negaverse. They're going to pull up Jedi's credit report and realize they are never getting that money. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Sailor Moon actually says this guy in, hasn't this guy hasn't paid off the amusement park he built. Sailor Moon actually says uh, at one point when she's being chased by a, 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 a plane that she she has to escape this because of how embarrassing it would be to be run over by a plane, and she's a hundred percent right. <laughs> it would be the most ridiculous death of a hero ever. Yeah, it's like I but, really you know, this 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 should be Die Hard too, right? <laughs> Like, this should be an action set piece at an airport where there's a lot of cool stuff you could do. But, like, what? What is happening? Why is this so bad? And then there's a moment where a second plane comes, right? So, like, now they're trapped by two planes. And I'm like, just just stand there. They're, they'll crash into each other before the wheels get to you. Just just don't move. Stay still. It'll be fine. But no, they run away again because they. I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like, seriously, if they just stood there and the planes were like, we're going to get you they would have gently rolled into each other and it would have been over so tuxedo mask shows up says that he's here to rescue his trash pile that's that's not what he says <laughs> says how dare you try and burn this trash like wouldn't it have been great if tuxedo mask said don't you know there's laws against burning trash this late Wow, you are cold. I'm cold. This uh, he said it. Uh, he goes over the side. Out of curiosity, with, did they, yes. I was gonna say, do they ever explain how they got out of their houses at one in the morning without any of their parents noticing? No, they just they just go. I mean, yeah, nobody pays oh, okay. attention to them. Fair enough. There are no Amy's, parents. Parents. Amy's mom's probably working the night shift at the hospital. Uh, Grandpa's probably passed out. Uh, he seems like a drinker, and we know that uh, uh, Sailor Moon's uh, Mister Tsukino has a problem getting up in the morning, which is why. Mrs. Tsukino had to buy him an alarm clock. So he's probably dead asleep like Serena usually is. That's where she gets it from. Well, that's where she gets her toast. Because we see uh, we see Mr. Tsukino running out of the house with toast in his mouth uh, before we see uh, Serena doing it. So uh, Tuxedo so Mask shows up. T- t- toast in the mouth is genetic, yes. Uh, Tuxedo <laughs> Mask shows up. Uh, Jedi tackles him over the side because they have situated the airport directly next to the depths of the ocean. Well, that's 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 a thing. Like a right, right. LaGuardia. No, I get it. The runway is right water. next to the ocean. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm in the Queen's son. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but like, they have but that, it's not like, that, th- like right next to the airport, it is not super deep, right? Is it? Uh, that I don't 100% know. I mean, I, uh, I guess it depends how far into it you get. Yeah, I don't know. But I've they, never, they I've never jumped off into the water. I don't know. They go over and Tuxedo Mask drowns in, t- in two seconds. Well, like the, a the, rose floats <laughs> to the surface. But it's also super anticlimactic because they have a big dramatic face off where they, they do the thing where they are in the air spinning. You know what I mean? Like the, like the, the yeah. facing off off each other and the, the camera's flying around them and it's like oh, oh there's lightning in the background yeah this is gonna be the biggest fight ever a splash dead yeah and Jedi yeah. does like Sith lightning yeah, smoke yeah. Uh, and then the the, the the rose pop bobs up in the water and they're like no can't be obviously that means he's dead <laughs> Then, Obviously, he is dead. He's been underwater for five seconds. No one can survive that. Well, Jedi does specifically rub it in and say, by the way, he's dead. Uh, this, the 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 senshi freak out. And this is where, like, uh, Sailor Moon is like, I am going to kill you. 
like she gets real on his ass. And this is also the part where it gets all sexist, right? Uh, yes, he says women are shallow and useless creatures. Uh, I marked this in the in the novel. Um, I'm telling seriously, Jedi is an MRA. Get that man a fedora and a not all men T-shirt. Does he ever wear a fedora? I feel like he must. He wears ridiculous uh, sunglasses a lot. He wears hats, but I don't think he ever actually wears a fedora. But uh, this is where we get the amazing, amazing line in the anime. Uh, he says women are shallow, useless creatures and laughs at them. And Mars says, only old fashioned idiots like you still believe in nonsense like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Denigrating women is a relic of the feudal age. No more discrimination. Like Ser- Serena raises her fist and shouts no more no discrimination. More discrimination. Yep. Uh, in the novel, uh, after they start winning the fight, he says uh, uh, the blonde general started to sweat. You can't do this. He screamed, fighting to move. Uh, he gets paralyzed by Ray. You oh, can't Ray do this. You're just a bunch of girls, a bunch of stupid teenage girls. Right, right. <laughs> Which I think is not is not so much a uh, a criticism of women in general as it is a criticism of one specific woman that he is talking to. <laughs> Uh, uh, you're just a bunch of girls. A bunch of stupid teenage girls. Serena Scowl. Never underestimate girls, she said. It doesn't matter what gender a person is. It just matters that he or she is fighting for love and justice. Good will always triumph. Aww. Which I think is a, a, a nice little little thing in the novel. Although I do like uh, I do like down with discrimination and the fist in the air in the uh, in the anime too. I don't know how this happens, but yeah, when they when they take him on, Ray throws one of the well. First of all, Mercury does the she sneaks up on him the bubbles first, but then she she throws that thing on his back, and somehow that makes it so the planes are chasing him now. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, make they don't sense. <laughs> In the novel, because of the the bubble spray, the uh, Mercury and Sailor Moon start running and then turn around to run towards Jedi and he can't see them. So they're like gonna like cause the planes to crash into each other where he's standing and presumably explode him. And cost a lot of money, but not worry about it, apparently. Yeah, but now they're pissed off because he's still Pixie Dome Ash. Okay, okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of like Return of the Jedi narration in uh in the novel where it's like Serena could feel the hate flowing through her. <laughs> like oh she God. wants revenge. Wow. <laughs> it's 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 actually pretty great. Uh, so what happens is they beat him, but like they don't do a kill move like what does he just eventually disappear what what i forget what happens he gets uh yanked back to the uh negaverse i believe i don't think he's yanked, yeah. i think he gets away on his own because then i think if i remember correctly he yeah he shows up in front of queen barrel and she's like you think i'm going to help you like you came here when you lost that's a dumb idea because i'm going to kill you because yeah, she does y- yeah but <laughs> what's interesting there is that when he comes back he has a bargaining ship Oh, is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Is, he knows who they are. And she's like, I don't care. Queen Barrel doesn't care. And that was such a bizarre moment for me. I was like, no, that that is a get out of eternal sleep card right there. Or at least if you're going to eternal sleep him, lie and say you're not. So he'll tell you <laughs> with their secret identity and then do it anyway because you're evil. Right, right. Don't just be like, I don't care. <laughs> I think what actually happens in the show is that he literally gets run over by an airplane. Does it? Does and it? then yes. and then he <laughs> runs yes. back to the negaverse. Because okay. when he shows up in the negaverse, he's like, he's, got dirt he's like holding his, his side and he's dirty. <laughs> 
you know, like you would be if you got run over by an airplane. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happens because it pans up because this is a children's cartoon and we can't actually show a man being squished to death by an airplane. And Queen Beryl goes straight Dracula on him, calls him a fool. She says, fool, you had the nerve to run back to me. Uh, and yeah, he unsuccessfully, like he doesn't, like, he's like, okay, hold, hold on. I know this looks bad. But I, you can go kill them in their sleep tomorrow. Uh, she is having none of it, and she puts him into eternal sleep. Which again, I also thought was because uh, I read the novelization before I I watched the end of the episode. I know, I mean, I watched it a few months ago when it first came on. But yeah, it's uh, she puts him in a crystal, yeah, and she's like, "Yep, that's where he'll be forever in a crystal, <laughs> not dead at and all." It, dis- it disappears like. Into the ceiling. And I just have to imagine her bedroom is just covered in these crystals. And she sets them up like action figures of all of her (laughs) failed (laughs) minions. Sure. Uh, so back at the airport, everyone's very upset, uh, and <laughs> Luna's like, "Look, it's sad, but uh, you gotta accept it. <laughs> like, yeah. Look, sorry, he's dead. It's been five minutes. Time to move on." And then we find out that this is actually—I know you—you you were mad at Darian for earlier in the episode. I think this is the the dickest move of that he's pulled, which is why did he pretend to be dead? Uh, in the novel, he's not pretending to be dead. He's like literally swimming back to shore the entire time. It's like he's because okay. they uh. So the novel is suggesting they jumped in the water. Somehow Jedi like knocked him really far into the water. And then he goes, cool. I think what happens is that Jedi knocks him out underwater and then he floats to the surface, regains consciousness and swims back. But he's like KO'd and floating for the entire fight. Is his cape buoyant? Like that should drag him to the (laughs) bottom of the ocean floor. Listen, listen. (laughs) If we're going (laughs) to... Like, d- down that road is madness. I know that, like, I try and figure out why people don't know who they are. But if we're going to start trying to figure out how Tuxedo Masks, how is his hat on at this point? <laughs> uh, the uh, the novel actually has him. Uh, I, I didn't mark it, but I remember it because it's such a weird line. Uh, he says, some, uh, Usagi's like, oh, I can't believe he's gone forever. And it's such an awkward response because Tuxedo Mask is like, forever? It's only been five minutes. Unless my watch doesn't last underwater like they said it did when I bought it. <laughs> like, what? If only he had said what brand of watch that was. Not like my Timex watch says. <laughs> the make and model. <laughs> it was guaranteed for up to 50 feet. So yeah, uh, I, I, think he, I think he's just supposed to be like knocked out underwater okay. and then he swims back to shore. And then, he, and then he flies off into the distance of the sky. We also meet our new uh, antagonist. For half uh, a second. For half a second. He gets just a brief cameo introduction who is uh, Nephrite. And this, who... is, this is so weird because to me he's Nephlite because that's what they yeah. call him in the dub. Well, you're both wrong. <laughs> I know. It's just such a weird change. Right? Why? That doesn't make... Well, I mean, that, that happens a lot because, you know, in, in Japanese, the sounds are the same. There's not really a distinction between uh, the R sound and the L sound. Like in uh, in Mega Man, you know, there's Dr. Light, who was Dr. Right in the American translation. Uh, well, I, I mean, it, it's even happening now in uh, in Tokyujir, the uh, current Super Sentai show, where there's a big debate over whether the Red Ranger's name is Right or Light. Uh, 
because they're fighting shadow monsters and most of the names of the protagonists are different languages words for light except they clearly call him right and write it with an r in all the material so yeah that's so weird i would th- i mean and i guess it's strange to me because you'd think they'd be consistent they would just if you want them to be nephlight that's fine then just have it be nephlight and if it's the same it doesn't make a difference but you know what yeah I mean? well i mean the thing is like jedite like zoocyte like malachite he's named after a thing that exists like nephrite is a thing they could have gone and looked it up and <laughs> so this is it. just them being idiots is what you're saying yeah it's it's a mineral it's a literal like all the all the dark kingdom generals the the kings of heaven are named after minerals and nobody looked it up i mean i that knew also jade explains that yeah. also explains why i thought they lived in underneath the earth oh because they're yeah. mineral people i get you they're yeah. rock people from under the ground <laughs> That's so, great. Uh, <laughs> it makes as much sense as anything else in this show. Oh, no, that that definitely doesn't make as much sense as a moon kingdom from a thousand years ago <laughs> that is maybe in another dimension. All right. We're not there yet. You're spoilers. No. Oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, is Nephrite, if I'm remembering this correctly, is he the one that Molly yes. gets involved with? Yes. Oh, my Doc- God. Professor God, Maxfield no. Stanton. Professor Maxfield Stanton. Or uh, uh, it's actually a very similar name in Japanese. It's uh, Misato Senjoen. Oh, wow. Hmm. Uh, so he, he shows up in the next episode and he's super hot, according to is. the. They the love teaser. that long flowing hair on men. That's why. They do. He, he does have. He has some ill hair. It's very long, big hair. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about him, but I think. I, I, I do feel like Nephrite has a, a much more solid energy gathering plan than Jedi did. Jedi let capitalism do the work. <laughs> And it but never worked out for them. It's fun that they all have different theories of how to do it. I, I like, I do like that. Yeah, they all have different approaches. And I think uh, uh, the, uh, I believe Nephrite was the North American commander before he was brought in to fight Sailor Moon. So I think that's somewhat interesting as well. Okay. So, uh, but I can check on that in the manga. Do you want to know uh, what the uh, American lesson was for this episode? Uh, yes, since we have come to the end of the show, Obviously. I would love to know that. All right, I'll, I'll play it. Uh, I've queued it up already. A lot of people say life is tough, but that doesn't mean you let yourself get walked on. Exercise your body and challenge your mind to be the best you can be. Know what you want and go for it. You're right. Plan to be your personal best. I think I'll go for a milkshake. Golf says she doesn't know what she wants. What you don't, what you don't realize is that, <laughs> having not seen the visuals, is that what's going on there when they were all going "hiya" is uh, their their move. They were she was doing Mercury Bubble Blast, and then when she spreads her arms, she went "yeah," um, <laughs> which she she's exercising. Yeah, the lesson there is to exercise because you never know when you need to run from a plane. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Well, to set a goal and to meet it, and if, apparently, even if your goal is get a uh, milkshake, and if you're a Sailor Mars, you know, know what you want and go out and get it, especially if it's someone else's boy friend on a cruise <laughs> yes sure sure so that was a very random lesson it wasn't that that good but i'm sure we have much better lessons in our sailing exercise so. study and uh and know what you want and go out and get it those are those are good lessons but what did we learn uh wow. time for our segment sailor moon says donna what did you learn from this episode to write better material before you animate it i don't like this was so so disjointedly written they got i don't even like, stay away from terrorist threats 
Is that okay? <laughs> That's a really smart lesson, actually. <laughs> Don't kill your minions before they can reveal the secret identities of your arch nemesis. <laughs> That's a good point. It's a very good point. I, I learned that, uh, I think we, we learned very clearly that uh, driving planes around is not a good way to kill people. We know this for sure because A, it didn't work on the Sailor Scouts, and B, it actually hit Jedi and it didn't kill him. So that was a dumb idea from the first place. I think getting run over by a plane is probably pretty dangerous. <laughs> It didn't kill him. Either that or they don't, their corporeal forms are not necessary. Oh, sure. But I mean, he did get covered in dirt and stuff, but yeah. I don't know. That's his soul. His soul's covered in dirt his and stuff. His soul is covered in dirt. It's true. It's true. I've <laughs> learned that uh, every piece of rubbish has its trash in it. <laughs> oh, no. So don't worry if you're lonely out no. there. You're just a piece of trash who's going to find a <laughs> pile of trash to love you. Oh. What a fuck. Asshole, that guy is. <laughs> the worst. <sighs> in, indefensible. Well, I, maybe maybe I maybe I exaggerate a little before, but after this episode, indefensible. This was I his worst moment. Have someone on. And I think this was his worst moment. But again, I think he's going to start yeah. redeeming himself next episode. Maybe I don't know. Uh, so we. So do you guys not? Uh, I, I think I like this episode the most out of the three of us. Oh yeah, uh, this was not. Uh, although good. I realize it is. It the show always kind of drops the ball uh, in these boss fights. I think. I think. The the, the two-parter that ends the season is awkward in a lot of ways, oh. uh, but it's, you know, it's at least compelling and has a lot of drama to it. it, it it's serious. Uh, it's as serious as it can be. And it's, you know, in a lot of ways, it's really horrifying. But the uh, each of the episodes where they fight Jedi, Nephrite, Zoicide, Malachite, I feel like those are not great. How did they get like rid of Jedi in the manga? Uh, in the manga, he just uh, dies at the after the first issue, uh, I think. The first Let's issue? See. No, I thought he, he died after he's around for yeah. Mars, isn't he? Uh, maybe. Let me let me see here. Um, yeah, he gets a second chance because he's looking for the the silver crystal. Uh, let's see, Jedi, you have aired twice. There are consequences. Are you prepared? Let's see. And then uh, Nephrite shows up. So he shows up actually before she disposes of Jedi and just says like, "Hey, let me do it." Huh. Uh, he gets a third chance. So you're right. It is when Mars shows up. Oh, I th- no, uh, it's he gets killed by Sailor Moon. <laughs> Sailor, Moon, no, Sailor Mars him. does it. Uh, Sailor Mars, uh, sa- you know, he gets tied up in the, the tiara. Uh-huh. The tiara kind of uh, encircles him and holds him in place. And Mars says, evil spirit be exercised. And it like vaporizes him. Uh, you see like this this burning, desiccated corpse where Nephrite was standing. And no, uh, Jedi. Mercury and Sailor Moon have these very shocked expressions on their faces. <laughs> they did not expect that one. So Sailor Mars murders him when she shows up. Okay. Uh, Sailor Mars vaporizes him. And then back at uh, Dark Kingdom headquarters, uh, Nephrite, that's where Nephrite is actually really shocked. And he wants revenge on the Sailor Scout because they are or, or the, on the Senshi because Jedi was a chosen one, one of the four kings of heaven. Wow, that's and, very different. Uh, he considers it an affront that they uh, that they destroyed him. So yeah, it's actually Sailor Mars exercising the evil spirit, but since he's all evil spirit, he just blows up. And it's everybody's so like, oh, shit. <laughs> 
It's so much better. Because you could combine that with the episode where she freezes him and then tries to exercise the evil spirit and he blows up and it blows the planes up. Well, next week we have an episode called, uh, ooh, what is it called? A new enemy appears, Nephrite's evil crest. And the... Or, or what's the American name? Tennis Troubles. <laughs> match point for Sailor Moon is the... Uh, match point for Sailor Moon. Is the American version. And it has one of the best images of the entire series. So look forward to that. Uh, yeah, this... Uh, I, 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 this episode's really problematic, but I liked it. Uh, maybe because I am predisposed to hate Mamoru. So getting confirmation <laughs> that he is a complete fucking slime ball Aww. is, is good. Uh, but yeah, uh, this has been, uh, what was this episode 13? Yep. Girls Unite. Uh, 13 out of 200. 13 out of 200. Oh, we're getting close. Close <laughs> to the end. So close to the end. Uh, Donna Dickens, where can everybody find you online? They can find me on social media on Twitter. I am mildly amused, spelled exactly how it sounds. Or if you don't do social media and you just want to listen to me rant about sci-fi stuff, I work at hitfix.com. Awesome. Uh, thank you for joining us. I, ho- I hope you had fun on the show. I did. This was awesome. You guys, uh, definitely nice to be among my people. <laughs> Hooray. Well, uh, when when we get to Chibiusa, we'll bring you back after I have those people who like Chibiusa. And who we are will... these people? Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're friends of mine. I have friends. It's like, it's. Doesn't is there anything sense. worse than finding out a friend likes Chibiusa? Utter betrayal. The ultimate betrayal. Uh, Jordan, where can everybody find you online? You can follow me on Twitter at Crackshot except that the O in Crackshot is a zero. How about you, Chris? You can find me on Twitter uh, at the ISB. That's T-H-E-I-S-B as in blowing up airplanes at the Crossroads Airport to try and kill (laughs) Sailor Moon and failing. So just remember that. Perfect. Until next time, keep your mind on Sailor Business. Sailor Moon.